Our focus on Friday is going to be on prayer and fasting as we pray for renewal for ourselves, our church, and our world. So what we have today is we have five different prayer blocks. Each prayer block will be set up with a anchor text that Cynthia will read. And then under each prayer block, we have five prayer prompts or prayer points. So a great way for you to follow along is you could, you know, carve out 25 or 30 minutes and spend about a minute each on the prayer prompts. Um, Or the way we're going to try and do this is carve out five different five-minute blocks throughout the day and pray through each of the prayer prompts. And we're going to begin with personal prayer, and then we're going to move in concentric circles from um, our own heart to our neighbors, to church, to community, 
And then we're going to end with a litany of thanksgiving to try and tune our hearts to gratitude. So for this first prayer block, we're going to pray for personal renewal. And I think the I think we need gentleness. So this comes from our Fruit of the Spirit booklet, and we're going to pray for gentleness. And our anchoring text is John 13, 12 through 17. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So let's first pray that we would be gentle like Jesus. Verse 12, do you understand what I have done for you? O Lord Jesus, you are patient and you are gentle with your words, even when we are so slow to understand. Thank you that you patiently explained all you did and help us to be gentle with our words. Help us to resist the temptation to be proud or mean or destructive with our words. Second, let's pray that we would be grateful for Jesus. Verse 14, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. Well, Lord, we praise you for your deep, deep humility. You not only humbled yourself to wash the disciples' feet, but you humbled yourself all the way to the cross to wash away our sin. Help us to praise and love you for your humility. You, the wisest teacher and most powerful Lord, took the form of a servant and made yourself nothing in order to make us clean. Third, let's pray that we would be a servant like Jesus. Verse 15, you also should wash one another's feet. I have sent you an example that you should do as I have done for you. God, help us. Help us to serve others like you served us. Help us to love one another, even when it's messy or costly. Help us to be gentle, practical, and personal in our love and care. Fourth, let's pray that we would be a servant of Jesus. Verse 16, Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. O Lord, help us to remember that we are the servants and you are the master. You are a good and wise master. So, Lord, forgive us for thinking more highly of ourselves than we should. Lord, help us to be willing to do anything that you, our master, ask of us. And fifth, let's pray that we would be blessed by Jesus. Verse 17, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. O Lord, help us to reject the lie of our world that says the good life is achieved through getting things, winning, or having our way. 
Jesus, you say that true blessings come from giving, not getting. Lord, we thank you for this truth. Help us to know it and help us to live it. Make our gentleness a blessing to others and to us. For our second prayer block, we're going to pray for a neighbor. So take a moment and think through your neighbors and pick out one specifically that you want to pray for. And our anchoring text for this will be Acts 17, 16 through 34. Now that's a long passage, so I'll just have Cynthia chime in on the relevant verses as we pray. So let's first pray that our neighbor would become curious. Verse 20, for you bring some strange things to our ears, and we wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Christianity is probably a strange thing. Perhaps they're confused about what it's all about, or perhaps they've heard unhelpful things in the media or even through other Christians. So pause and pray that despite these misconceptions, your neighbor would be curious about the faith and want to know more. Second, let's pray that the Lord would make them dissatisfied with worldly things. Verse 23, For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, what therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. Take a moment and think about what is your neighbor worshiping? Is it their children, their career, maybe a sports team? What are they worshiping? And take a moment and pray that they would become dissatisfied with whatever it is they're chasing, and they would start searching for real meaning in life. Third, let's praise God for his plan that has placed us here. Verse 26, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. God has planned for you and your neighbor to live next to each other. Thank him for that and ask him to use you in this location that he's placed you. Now, fourth, pray that they would seek the Lord. Verse 27, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. What would seeking the Lord look like for your neighbor? Coming to church? Having a personal conversation? Reading the Bible with you? Joining you for dinner? Pray for opportunities for your neighbor to hear the gospel and to take steps towards Christ. And fifth, let's pray that your neighbor would respond with belief. Verses 32 through 34. Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. But others said, we will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joining him and believed. Pray that in time they would come to believe the good news. Pray for patience and pray for perseverance to keep sharing the gospel and sharing your life, no matter how long it takes. 
And now we'll pray for our church. And our anchoring text for this prayer will be Acts 2, 42 through 47. And the key is that we're going to pray that we would be devoted to one another. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, and all had things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So let's pray first that we as a church would be devoted to learning together. just as they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. So pray that our church would be devoted to learning, learning from the Word, learning from one another, learning from history. Pray that we would avail ourselves of all the opportunities to learn. Pray that our hearts and minds would be stirred as we devote ourselves to the Word. Pray for all of our ministries of the Word, the different men's and women's Bible studies, the church service, the children's ministries, the growth groups. And second, pray that we would be devoted to building relationships. Verse 42 and 44, And they devoted themselves to fellowship, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. Pray that our church would be devoted to spending time together that we would spend the time that is required to build meaningful relationships. And thank God for the friendships that you already have. And then prayerfully ask the Lord to show you ways you can foster and deepen your relationships during this difficult time. And third, pray that we would pray together. Verse 42, they devote him. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Ask the Lord to create a hunger for prayer in our church and ask him to make that hunger permeate everything we do. Ask him to make us the kind of people who delight to come into his presence with each other. And fourth, pray that we would meet one another's needs. Verse 45, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Pray that our church would be sacrificial in its generosity, always ready to meet each other's needs, whatever they are, spiritual, emotional, material. Pray that we would be willing to give up our time, our money, our convenience to ensure others have what they need. And fifth, pray that he would add to our number. Verse 47, they were praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Pray that our church would be a community that is friendly and welcoming to the newcomers, 
pray that our church would grow. And when we were able, that people would come and that they'd hear the gospel and they'd be transformed. And for our fourth prayer block, we're going to pray for justice in our community. And our anchoring text will be Zechariah 7, 8 through 12. And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty said. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly, they turned their backs and covered their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets. So let's first pray for those who are exploited or those who are caught in trafficking. Behind closed doors, there are those who are in literal bondage, shackled in unspeakable horrors. So pray for justice. Pray for lasting freedom. Pray for those charities and public services that are seeking to bring them liberation and hope. And second, let's pray for those who are homeless. Living and working on the streets can be terrifying. Violence, addiction, ill health, these are all issues they face daily. Often they'll experience deep dehumanizing experiences. So pray that they would experience God's true mercy and compassion and receive the help they need to move toward the short-term help and then long-term wholeness. And then third, let's pray for broken families. Verse 10, Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor, do not plot evil against each other. At the core of our societal breakdown is the breakdown of the family. Too many young men have no role models and too many children have never experienced real love. Pray that we would recapture the centrality of the stable family. Thank God that he has called you into his family. And pray that you would welcome the hurting and the lonely. Fourth, let's pray for the refugees. People from all over the world flock to our city. Many live below the poverty line and experience great prejudice and have been deeply scarred by what they escaped. Pray that all those who have come to our city from another place would be treated with respect and loved by the church. And fifth, pray for the church. Verse 11, but they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly, they turned their backs and covered their ears. Pray that we would not refuse to pay attention. Suffering can be so prevalent on our screens that we can become numb and lose compassion. Confess those moments when you have failed to care and ask God to grow in you a heart for those who are marginalized. And for our final prayer block, we will go through the litany of thanksgiving. This comes from the Book of Common Prayer. And we want to use this to help tune our heart to gratitude and end rejoicing. 
asking the Lord to help make us a thankful people. So I'll read the prayer, and then Cynthia will respond with, we thank you, Lord, so you try and say it with her, and we'll have responsive reading together. And don't worry if you're walking in public. Nobody will probably notice or care. (laughs) So let us give thanks to God our Father for all his gifts so freely bestowed upon us, for the beauty and wonder of your creation in earth and sky and sea. We thank you, Lord. For our daily food and drink, our homes and families and our friends. We thank you, Lord. For minds to think and hearts to love and hands to serve. We thank you, Lord. For health and strength to work and time to rest and time to worship. We thank you, Lord. For all who are patient in suffering and faithful in adversity. We thank you, Lord. For all who earnestly seek after truth and all who labor for justice. We thank you, Lord. For all that is good and gracious in our lives, revealing the image of Christ. We thank you, Lord. For the communion of saints in all times and all places. We thank you, Lord. But above all, we give you thanks for the great mercies and promises given to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. To him be praise and glory with you, O Father, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now.